0: What is up, everyone? You are listening to the Uncensored Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Ant, and we are checking out our next episode in our Broken Skull Session series Stone Cold Steve Austin meeting with the Big Show, who will one day be a WWE Hall of Famer for sure. We start off the show with Stone Cold Steve Austin talking to the Big Show about the Big Show's Big Dungeon Dragons tournament. Uh, big Show plays at Celebrities like Vince Vaughn and Joe Maganello, And he talks about how the game goes on for hours and weeks sometimes. And he just enjoys playing the game. The Big Show has wrestled in four different decades. Big Show talks about taking a bump from authors of pain. And, you know, he hadn't taken a bump in a while at this point, And he was nervous, you know, because he had taken a bump for two years. And he was like, guys, just go easy on me. And once they took that bump, he, got up and was really feeling back in the the spirit of being the Big Show that we know and love. Big Show grew up loving guys like Ric Flair and Iron Anderson. He believes that Iron is the toughest SOB he's ever met. When the NWA came to Columbia, South Carolina, the Big Show was 6'2", on a bike. He rode down to the arena and was not able to get in, but he did go to see some of his favorite wrestlers like Ric Flair enter the arena. He remembers being little and seeing a famous Honeycomb commercial. Honeycomb is a brand of cereal here in the United States. And at the time in the commercial, Andre the Giant was in the commercial. And seeing that, he wanted to be in the wrestling business and be like Andre. He was introduced in WCW 1995 as Andre the Giant's son. And he was simply known as the Giant. In his first match, he defeated Hulk Hogan. And we see the image of the Yeti coming down doing the bear hug to Hulk Hogan and everybody's laughing because it really was very strange. Picture talks about how in his early career, he was great with drop kicks. He wanted to do well and he felt that WWE was on a completely different level than what he was doing. And it was hard for him to say no to wrestlers like Hulk Hogan. He felt like you need to be respectful and everyone explain why. If you're saying no to wrestlers, Hulk Hogan told him, Explain to them why you're saying no. Don't just say no because I'm better than you. Explain why. Um, when you're new, you don't have an experience. So it's important to just remember those guys who were before you and, and girls and those people who have paved the way. He talks about how he would press slam Rick Flair, and every single time he would lift up Rick, Rick would pull here from the big show's head and the big show get pissed. He felt he was disillusioned in WCW, the big show. Big Show felt he was young, and a lot of guys just tolerated him. Big Show says it took him time for him to process Legends knowledge that he got. He remembers Macho Marini Savage was always talking about less is more, and Macho would tell uh, the Giants to hold on to his money. Let other guys like Hulk Hogan who were offering to pay for his food to do it. It's important to keep your money safe and save it up when there's guys like Hulk Hogan who are making millions of dollars. They can afford to take care of you or let them. Uh, we then see his match versus Ric Flair where he, the Giant beats Ric Flair. He hated having Vice like and Ric Flair on top of Thumbtacks in 2006. Um, because uh, Ric Flair is heavy number one, but also because he respected him so much. He didn't want to hurt Ric Flair. He feels like the NWO feeling like after he dropped the title, they used him and had him join the New World Order because, you know, they weren't going to make him champion. So they were going to have him just join the New World Order to keep Hogan at the top. He was very cool with guys like Sting. And he remembers Sting would take forever to get him down to help bump him, which uh, was good for the big show he felt like sting would take time with him so he comes to wwe in 1989 he was sad for the business when WWE went out there's only one place to make money at that point now that WWE was gone there's no place to start fresh or get a break so he felt like nwo was not selling and they were burying baby faces and it was just time for a change He had a good relationship with Eric Bischoff. He felt like Eric was influenced by those who sat next to him. So guys like Hulk Hogan, Scott Hall, and Kevin Ash. So we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to be talking about the Big Show's debut in WWE, taking on men like Stone Cold, joining forces with The Rock, backstage issues, some of his favorite memories on the road, and much more. Stay tuned. And welcome back. Yes, definitely check out the Uncensored Processing podcast on Anchor. It is the greatest place to create your own podcast for free. Be sure to check out anchor.fm for more. Also, be sure to follow us, the Uncensored Processing Podcast, wherever podcasts are streaming. We are available on Anchor Google Podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and as I just said, wherever podcasts are streaming, give us a five star rating and let us know that you like us, which is great. Also, we are available on YouTube. Search the Uncensored Pro Wrestling Podcast. Be sure to give us a like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. So we are back, and the big show is now just talking about his debut and his attack on Stone Cold Steve Austin at St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Vince told the Big Show that he wanted to see the Big Show versus Stone Cold at WrestleMania 2000. And uh, Big Show told Vince that he would put Stone Cold over. And Big Show felt like he didn't have what it took to stay in the spot. Back in the day, he wished he said that he would kick Austin's ass. And that would have maybe had made Vince look more like Big Show was willing to do whatever it took to get that main event spot. He said the locker room wasn't really friendly. He rode with guys like The Public Enemy. Rock was nice to the Big Show. He didn't have much friends in the back. He did think Billy Gunn was really cool. He talks about The Undertaker. Uh, Big Show was cool with Brian Adams, and Brian Adams was very close with The Undertaker. So that relationship kind of allowed Big Show and Undertaker to kind of become friends. Big Show talks about his gimmicks like Shokishi and The Showster. Uh, He was honored to work for WWE, so he was willing to do whatever it took. The fans liked him, and it was funny because he'd go back and forth from turning heel to being babyface. Uh, Big Show was supposed to work with Shaq. He would have have a tag team match with him, but Shaq's schedule did not work out. Big Show loves guys like Kurt Angle. He feels he's an amazing talent, and he loves Brock Lesnar. He then talks about the big moment from SmackDown 2003 where – Brock Lesnar suplexed the Big Show off the top rope and made all the turnbuckles collapse and make the ring break. He felt like there was no greater reaction in that moment and he loved being able to spend fans belief. He also loved working with John Cena. We see the moment where John Cena gives an FU to both, well, to Edge and Big Show. Big Show believes that Brock Lesnar is explosively strong. Mark Henry is physically strong and John Cena is functionally strong. He feels like Mark Henry has so much knowledge, and Mark makes the Big Show smile, and Mark is such a good person. Big Show talks about being Scott Norrin in an arm wrestling competition. Scott Norrin is an arm class, is a world-class arm wrestling winner, so that's this thing about Big Show's strength. Big Show is a global ambassador for the Special Olympics, which is something he loves, He feels like the the Special Olympic athletes want to win together. The organization helps, gives medical care to different families, and he loves being around the athletes. Bishop claims he's still having fun. He liked to do overseas tours, do some sort of attractive stuff like a handicap match. He loved working with Primo and Epico while he was overseas. He had the best time in the ring with John Cena, but his best fights were with Sheamus because Sheamus would literally leave Big Show black and blue during the matches. Sheamus was intense and was fun to be around. The Big Show says that he believes Kane is the best big man ever in the business. And the Big Show starts to cry when Stone Cold tells him that Kane believes the Big Show is the biggest best man in the business. And he says to have Kane say he's the biggest best man, it hits him in the gut some that it's important to treat every day like it's your first day at work and you try to keep up that attitude and the big show talks about his show the big show show which was on Netflix it was a good show at the time and that pretty much wraps up the interview it was good to hear big show's thoughts on his career dear how much of a uh wwe guy he was in the sense that he was willing to do whatever it took for the company even if it made him look silly he loved the legends and he loved the business and i became a more i'm already a big show fan but after this interview it made me really get into big show a whole lot more well, that is it for our Broken school Session episode with The Big Show. Our next episode is going to be great, and it's going to feature Brett, the Hitman Hart. So stay tuned. I hope you liked this episode. Let me know in the comments, what are your thoughts on The Big Show? What are some of your favorite moments or matches of The Big Show's career? Thank you, y'all. Stay safe, and we'll talk soon. Bye.